Hello, listeners. This is Parenting is a Joke. I'm a three-day-old bedside glass of water named Ophira Eisenberg. Hey, at least that's half full. On the show, I bring together stand-up comedians and funny people to talk about their creative lives and the art of parenting, how they are dealing with the non-traditional hours of their career and raising kids. Please tell me how you're doing it. How the fuck are you doing it? By the way, speaking of glasses, have you ever broken a glass in the dishwasher? So great, right? There's just clear glass in every crevice of the appliance. So fun. Can't get them all out. Yeah, you have to play that fun gamble of like, I guess I'm 85% sure that my child's reusable straw won't cause his throat to bleed today. (laughs) Roll the dice. In this episode, I talk to the hilarious Rachel Dratch. I'm going to warn you against the trampoline park, everybody. Oh, yeah. Stay away from the indoor, or outdoor, I guess, but the indoor trampoline park. Ten minutes in, he jumped wrong somehow, hit his mouth with his knee, and ended up with a plastic surgeon's on his birthday. Stay tuned for more with Rachel Dratch and me right after this break. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. So I just got back from my month-long tour on the road, and I am just thrown back in. Yeah, no transition time, because there's that thing for you that when you come home, or whatever parent has just come home from a work trip, you're just going to eat shit for a while. By the way, if you are listening to this episode on the day it drops, happy Halloween! Trick or treat! Did your kids' costumes survive the weekend? It's weird when it's on a Tuesday, right? Did your costume? Hey, wait a second. Do you have a costume? Not every parent does. My son is going as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I forget which one. The red one. Do not tell him I cannot remember their names. Oh, my goodness. It's, they're all Italian painters. One of them. 
And he told me that I was going as April O'Neil. That's uh, a character in the cartoon. I guess the closest to a mother character. Uh, You know, in the cartoon, the father figure is very clear. That is a rat named Splinter. So my husband's going as Splinter. But you you can't just find like a Splinter costume, you know, one of those pre-made ones. So he got a costume that is branded New York City Subway Rat. I love that. Not New York City Park Rat, not Jersey Alley Rat, not Baltimore Street Rat. The original one. New York City subway, baby. Authentic. It's my son's birthday party soon, so we're planning that. My son wants laser tag. I don't even know if he knows what that is. I was tempted to go with axe throwing because there's a bar down the street from me that offers that. And I thought it'd be hilarious to send a bunch of parents an invitation for an eight-year-old birthday (laughs) for axe throwing with an attachment to one of those like 10-page liability waivers that you have to sign. You know, I know a few parents who would just sign it and be like, great, let me know when pickup is. Uh, But we're not doing that. We are going with a taekwondo party where all the kids are going to break boards and kick and punch things for a couple of hours. Oh, yeah. Sticking with the theme of supervised fighting and destruction. And it costs good money. But it's what I call pay and walk away. You know, you just provide the cake and the cash and arrive in a couple hours to see the mayhem. It's totally worth it. I hope it goes well. Someone will cry, but I don't think it's going to be me this time. Then again, who knows? What do I know? I can't predict the present, let alone the future. But I know someone who might be able to because a while ago I met a comedian at a show who is a comedian slash healer. I know, two words who have never been together before. Uh, But yeah, her name's Kate Wolf. I asked her to come on because I thought she'd be the perfect person to talk to on our Halloween episode. She reads tarot cards. She has powers, I think. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out how my kid's birthday party's going to go. I want a glimpse into the future. So here she is, Kate Wolf, everyone. Well, hello. Thank you. Hi. So, okay. I know what a tarot reader is, but what's a tarot healer? So I combine tarot card readings with Kabbalistic healings. To even like pursue this or be drawn toward it, was there for you a point in your life where you thought, I have an ability, I am connected to the spiritual world in a profound way? I'd say the first thing I had my son and around five, he was saying some crazy and tuned things because I wasn't really, you know, awakened yet. That term now is so annoying, but I thought we just died and that was it. And he was saying things like, no, we're energy. We keep going. And then he said, I came down here to wake you up. Your five-year-old said that? Yes. And it it resonated with me. And then we got into a near-death experience, a car accident with just me and my son in the car. And um, I could have swore we were about to die. And then somehow we hit, the, it was on the highway, we hit the, the mm-hmm. median or whatever the thing is, the guardrail. And all the cars that I saw so close while our car was spinning miraculously didn't hit us. Oh my and God. my son said angels were with us. And then right after that, I started experiencing some really weird things from the other side that at first I didn't really know what was going on. I thought maybe I was losing my mind or hit my head in the accident, but nope, just it helped 
shake me awake, that experience. And I started talking about all of it on stage. And let me tell you, 12, 13 years ago, people weren't like, yay, spiritual comedy. No. The audiences thought I was nuts. Now it's it's everywhere. And for you, having sort of this connection and doing tarot, I've, I imagine you've have been reading tarot cards for a while. Right before the accident, I started getting into it. The messages from the cards are beautiful mm -hmm. and they're messages for the human condition, for the human spirit. So what comes out technically could match any human, but I believe the cards that come out are right for you in that moment. Mm -hmm. Did you ever use it as a mother, as a parent to help you through a hard time at, like that you were grappling with your son? I use it for everything. Really? Yeah. I mean, if I'm sick in bed, I have my tarot deck with me. I've used them to get through a lot of things. They have great messages. Do people come to you and go, listen, Kate, I need to know if I'm going to get this job tomorrow. They do. And it's not usually how I read, but I'll do it for them. And then usually the message is something like, surrender into the universe and you can feel with your intuition. And I wish it was more straightforward. And then when it is straightforward, it's awkward because <laughs> it's like, is this person cheating on me? And then I'll pull like a three of swords with three swords going through a heart. <laughs> and, and you're like, like, no, no one's paying me enough <laughs> to say that. I don't want any drama at this point. I'm tired. <laughs> I want naps and good food. I want some spirituality and snacks. <laughs> All right. So uh, should I ask you a specific question? If you have one. We were just joking about that. I have a kid's birthday party coming up for my kid's birthday. Okay. And um, I don't know if you remember small kids' birthday parties. There, there are a lot. There's a lot. There's usually someone cries. So just easy, fun question. Like, how's it going to go? Now, I think it's going to answer more than that because oh, I want it to. But <laughs> Okay. Bracing myself. Okay. So I'm going to show you your cards because you did get... You can see you did get some intense things because you got the devils in there. Oh, cool. Well, I know that person. <laughs> Look at her. She's fierce. And then you got you got all major arcana. So I am glad to be reading for you. We'll first get to the party. I need a drink. I'm ready. And then I'm going to get into what it's saying. And then we'll get back to the party. Basically, it's saying you've got this, but you're a little or a lot tangled in what you think you should do sometimes, which is funny because I would I don't know you very well, but I would think that you don't get tangled up in other people's opinions, but in some ways you're a people pleaser that I wouldn't have known. 100%, my friend. Oh, 100%, 100%. Let's start with queen of materials, queen of pentacles. You are able to create and manifest the life that you want. I think it's getting your head a bit cleared of those other voices that are scrambling what you actually want and what you know to be just right and in an alignment with you, what yeah. feels good for you and your family. And this is saying, step into your power, step into what you know is right and what feels fun. And this is why I love the devil card for you. The devil actually means in the Kabbalistic tree, it's Malhut, which is physical manifestation itself. Because to be a human means you have desires you have wants, you have impulses. I believe it's when you are pushing away your impulses all the time that you get really messed up. So this is about you not being scared of your impulses, your desires, but working with them, which brings us 
To the world. To the world cosmos. This is abundance for you. This is as you open up, you will realize that the world's in your hands and that you are able to make your own miracles happening just by allowing yourself to be yourself and stop worrying about the right move. Should I have done that? And instead, just following your intuition, you have a strong mind. Once you learn how to untangle, there is nothing stopping you. Well, thank you. I'll circle back. I'll let you know how the party goes. Okay. I'll, I'll do some untangling. Thank you so much, Kate. You're so welcome. Well, I guess things seem neutral to positive for me, right? I'll take it. That's great. Kate does a great comedy show here in New York City called Dragon Sorcery, where she combines edgy humor with tarot skills and spiritual knowledge. Check it out. Totally unique and fun. And we will continue our Halloween episode with Rachel Dratch coming right up. I am so excited to talk to my next guest, a comedy legend, I would say. She was one of the longest-running female cast members on SNL. She has had countless roles in movies and television. She starred on Broadway. She's written books. She was just on the Sex and the City reboot, and she has a brand-new podcast called Woo Woo with Rachel Dratch, where she talks about stories of the uh, unexplained and the eerie, the otherworldly. Rachel Jatch, hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. And hey, welcome to the world of podcasting, too. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I wasn't really even looking to do a podcast per se, but I just I just liked hearing woo-woo stories. And then I was like, what if it... Because I had collected a bunch of them over the years from other people, you know? I'm not like that much of a woo-woo person, but I do like laughing over it and hearing the stories that kind of make you go like, ooh. Do, do you have any woo-woo stories? I... I'm a intense skeptic, but I do get in these modes where, um, you know, the other day I realized I was like carrying a crystal in my pocket for the last two <laughs> weeks. And I was like, oh, yes. yeah, I'm a skeptic as I like fondle <laughs> an amethyst every time right. I feel anxious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so can you share, I know you have a child. That's, that's I do why have we're a child. What, that's why we're here. What's, uh, what's the name and age, if you're comfortable sharing? His name is Eli, and he's 13. I, what were you like as a 13-year-old? Oh, God. It's hard to remember, really. I feel like I was very different from my son. So there's a lot of things about him that are like, oh, that seems like better than how I was back then, you know? Yeah. I don't know if it's because I have this like glowy parent perspective on it. But um, well, he's more outgoing than I was. I mean, he wouldn't say this, but I think he's just more like socially confident. And mm. I don't know, he seems pretty like comfortable in his skin, I guess I'd say. So um, that's great. I, I started looking at him like, oh, how do you do that? You know, but um, 13, I don't know. I was, I was probably more like for lack of a better word, bookish than he is. Like, I mean, phones didn't exist. So right. you didn't have another choice, really. <laughs> so I think I was a little more into the into school than he is. Are a lot of his friends, um, the way he interacts with his friends through gaming? Yeah, he does a lot of gaming. Yeah, hanging on games. Yeah, that's. Yes. I mean, that's a brave new world that I know I'm going to yeah. go through with my son because he's already interested in, and, and he's only yeah. turning eight. God, when I was thinking about this, like, not that you look for advice, but just you know, I had all these lofty goals, like, <laughs> oh, he won't be on screens and he's going to be bilingual, and, you know, like all these things. Like, oh wait, that doesn't work. 
if you don't have a parent who's a speaker of a language, usually. <laughs> and um, and then and then the screens thing, it's so hard because like as soon as the first friend gets it, they want it, they start begging, and then you're like, Well, how long can I hold off this hold up this wall here? You know? So yeah, that that went by the wayside, that that idea of reading by by firelight <sighs> with with pause violin. That's fiddle. Sorry, that's a little house on the prairie and, I, and I'm old. But, hey, I grew up in Canada. Like, we are very big little house oh, on the prairie okay. people. Okay. <laughs> but you know what's so funny? I was thinking about this. Oh my gosh, with screens and kids. So it's so funny, this hierarchy of goals I had and how they've all fallen down. And now, like now, okay. So now he's really into watching these dumb, like 20 second videos on whatever, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it is. And so like, then he just like watches those mindless, really quick videos. And so it, of course, the first goal was always like, read a book, you know, then, then he starts playing video games. You're like, why don't you watch a TV show? Like then TV (laughs) becomes, TV TV is like the new book. You're like, there's some art to that, you know? And now he's on, now he's on these like scrolling TikTok and I'm like, Oh, why do you play a video game? (laughs) The video game is like the desired thing over these 30 second videos that just burn time. So, you know, I'm just, the bar is very low right now. (laughs) I really relate to that. I mean, I was thinking that too. I was like, you know, a movie, let's go to a movie to get you off watching. Yeah. My son likes watching, um, you know, these guys who are very popular YouTubers play Roblox. It it is mindless. Yeah. <laughs> but then I go, what world do I think I'm preparing him or saving him from? I don't know. I guess it's, I don't know. I don't have the answers to this one. But no, me neither. It's definitely, a, it's definitely a challenge. It's fun grappling with it, though, every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, you've mentioned this before, and I want to talk about it, that you were at a point in life where you didn't think you were going to have any children, and then it happened. Yes. But did you did you want children in the past? So, oh my gosh. I always thought I'd have kids, but I, I wasn't really doing anything to make that happen. I mean, whatever. Like, I wasn't paired up. And then here I was, like, late 30s. And then I was early 40s. And, and so then I sort of started to let go of it, the idea. I was bummed about it. But it's hard to explain because I wasn't a person who's like, oh my gosh, I love all kids. Oh, let me hold your baby. Right. I wasn't like that. So yeah, then I was like 42 and then I was 43. And then I was sort of like, okay, I'm going to let this idea go. I know some people consider having kids on their own. And I think I was too scared of that. I was scared of like, I don't know, what if I'm not up to the task? Or yeah. what if it's not for me? Like, the, the, And I've made this very active choice. Like, So I, I was just too scared of that. And then, well... <laughs> Okay, not to try to do the woo-woo tie-in here because this is just a natural. Oh, I love it. On my 43rd birthday, <laughs> it makes me sound crazy. But um, this friend of mine took me to this channeler. Yeah. <laughs> just as like a lark. like a, For fun. A, you know, going to like a psychic, yeah. whatever. It was my birthday, whatever. And um, she told me at the end of the reading that um, I was going to meet someone in three months. And then she was like, no, wait, three to six months. And then she said, you're going to have one child. 
I wasn't really taking it to heart. Uh, that's not why I was, I wasn't going to a psychic to be like, tell me about it. It was just like a total goof, you know? Wow. So she told me that I, I was not like, um, I wasn't like, oh my God, I guess I'm having a kid because this lady, I, I was sort of like, I bet she says that to a lot right. of people that come in here. Um, but then. Was there anything leading that in the reading that led to that at all? Or was it just. No, oh, wow. because she was talking about. I don't, you know, I don't even remember the other things she talked about because it was that stuck out. Of, clearly. Well, okay, so I, was, I was, yeah, I was doing a show and I asked if it was going to go to Broadway, and she said no. That was kind of funny because <laughs> wow. that was true. That came true. There wasn't a lot of prophecy happening. Okay, but then at the very end, she's like, "Do you have any other questions?" And I was like, "Well, am I going to meet anybody?" And that's what she said. This is the very end of the thing. And so then, like I said, I did not take it to heart. And then, lo and behold. <laughs> The prophecy came true. I mean, it was, I, I met John, who's my son's dad, um, four months later. Oh, well, the other thing I asked her was like, do I have to do anything to meet this person? And she said, no, you don't have to do anything. So anyway, four months later, I was meeting a friend. Oh, and there's just so much woo-woo involved with the, how, I, how I have my son. But, um, but, but I was told my friend like, oh, do you want to meet this bar or that bar? And like one bar was much closer to her apartment and one was closer to mine. So I thought she was going to say the one closer to hers. And she was like, well, let's go, you know, the one closer to my apartment. Uh -huh. So we went there <laughs> and then like, that's where I met John. He lived in California and um, we started long distance dating. Then whatever, six months after that, you know, I had the Amazing. shock of a lifetime. Because <laughs> um, by then I was almost 44. And lo and behold, Donna is pregnant. I was, I mean, I was so freaked out. It was almost like a sitcom because, you know, we'd been dating long distance. So it wasn't like, you know, it was sort of, let's get to know each other more while we have a child. <laughs> it was, that's the whole wow. sitcom element of it. But I mean, I do feel like I sort of, you know, won the lottery, I guess. I mean, I know there's people trying really hard and sensitive to that. Sure. Um, Absolutely. To just be like, oh, look what happened. But um, John ended up moving here to New York. And um, yeah, he's a dad. <laughs> and we co-parent. And um, we do a lot of, like a lot of family things together. Sort yeah. of, I don't know. We have kind of a unique situation, I guess. So yeah, I have my my son, Eli. Lori Kilmartin, a comic who I love. Oh, yeah. Uh, she has a great joke because she got pregnant older and people would be like, well, what were you using for contraception? And she would say, my age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you were shocked. Yes. Uh, obviously happy, but scared. Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah, happy and scared. Um, but, you know, soon after I remembered the channeler lady. Like, so, you know, because sometimes... A pregnancy that late, like, doesn't doesn't work out. But I was sort of like, well, she said I was going to have a baby. <laughs> so I guess this is happening. So I think because it was sort of like happened to me, it felt like I didn't do a lot of that kind of, I don't know, planning that you might do right. if you were really prepared, you know? So, I mean, I wanted to know if it was a girl or a boy. Mm -hmm. and, but then I didn't do any sort of, you know, birthing classes or whatever. I don't know. I just... I was like, this is happening. I, I didn't feel any, um, I felt almost kind of euphoric. I don't know if it was hormones or what, but I felt um, 
pretty good. Being an older parent, as I relate to, I would say that I wish I had the energy of a younger self or how I imagine my younger self. But I do think there's some real advantages to being an older parent. I mean, back when he was really little, like, I didn't even feel that energy thing. I think because I was so psyched to be a mom that, I mean, maybe I'm doing selective memory, but I just remember feeling pretty good the whole I mean like I don't know I think I was just sort of extra appreciative that because happened. I felt like I had this like gift given to me you know um not to get all corny but that's no that I was love the it. real genuine yeah and I guess yeah the advantages are I think I I mean you hear like a lot of older moms say this but you know you've already like gotten your yayas out you've done all you've done your like a lot of your career stuff and your travel stuff and your friend stuff, everything. So I just felt like ready to have this shift sort of. And then also you probably more, I mean, I feel like probably worked through a lot more of my own crap. I mean, not that that ever ends, but I'd like to think I was sort of better equipped as a human, but as a human than I would have been earlier. But yeah, I don't know. So when you were on SNL forever and your cohorts, Anna Gaster, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, all of these women have kids in the similar age range. Is that right? Yeah. I'm thinking of that. Yeah. And a lot of them were in their 40s too. Yeah. When they had their kids. Um, well, Amy Poehler's son and my son are three weeks apart and they're, mm. they're buddies. And same with like Eli is buddies with um, Emily Spivey's kid. You know, we hang with Tina's kids and everything. Of course, he goes more for the boys than, right. than the girl hangs. But um, but yeah, so they all kind of have grown up together in a sense. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Do you all feel that there's a sense that uh, your improv being, you know, uh, experts in your field is a, a good good background? That's your training? That's oh, your Lamaze class of uh, parenting? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've been asked that. I can't really say that there's a crossover for me. I mean, maybe some people. Okay. So I think the thing about improv that I like is, like I said, you don't have to prepare. Just like I said. I'm, so I'm very, That's right. I'm very loosey goosey person. Like I'm, I'm up for the last minute plan. I don't need everything scheduled. Like that's sort of who I am anyway. And so, I mean, I, I hope that helps sometimes in parenting, but um, I definitely, I'm not like the comedian mom at home. You Me know? neither. My, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my son, I was walking with him. So I think my son's very funny, but um, I was walking with him on the street and when he was little and someone came up and she, they were like, do you know, what's it like having a funny mom? And he was like, like dead penny. just like, well, I make her laugh more than she makes me laugh. <laughs> and um, it's very true. Like he doesn't see me as like the funny one. I mean, I think he thinks I'm funny, but not, you know, I don't think he considers that he's living with some comedian who's hilarious because it's all, you know, it's more like, you know, what do you want for breakfast? <laughs> like, right. That, you know. Well, so, and you're the parent. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I What's mean, your experience? My kid thinks I'm unbelievably not unfunny. Unbelievably okay. <laughs> unfunny. I loved that you were nominated for a Tony Award on top of everything else. You were nominated for a Tony Award uh, for your Broadway debut yes. in POTUS. Uh, and you took your son as your Tony date. Oh, I did. I did. I did take him to the Tony's. I mean, yes. did he think that was super cool or was he like, okay? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> no, he, no. So this is funny. He, um, he, I think he had fun on the red carpet. 
like being asked questions and stuff, then, you know, the Tony ceremony itself is very long. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think he, you know, started to fade out a little bit, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, what is he into? What is your son into right now? He used to take a little improv class Oh, and he really liked it. And he used to say he wanted to be an actor and then he did a play at school and then he was like, I never want to be in a play again, which kind of made me sad. He's really into basketball. That's his his main focus. Basketball and I guess video games are the two things he's into and just like hanging out with buddies, you know, just normal, regular kid things. Yeah. When did he get into basketball? Uh, like like two years ago, he's way into it. Okay. So he wants to play every day, and and he's kind of like let the whole comedy thing fall away. But maybe he'll come back. Who knows? Well, I mean, so you, from what I understand from reading about it, you, you know, did plays in school, and then you went to Dartmouth. Well, nice job, nice job <laughs> uh, for psychology. Well, yeah, I mean, I went just like liberal arts, but I ended yeah. up majoring in drama and psychology. Yeah, and so. I always um, sort of loved doing plays and I, I was veered towards the comedy. Like I don't, I don't really enjoy doing drama and I don't think I'm good at it. So <laughs> it's, it's way more, it's, to me, it's like a whole different animal. So yeah. I always liked doing comedy and um, I watched SNL when I was little and all that stuff, you know, and I have a group of funny friends from growing up and my dad was very, very funny. So I sort of had this perfect storm of improv person, you know? Um, and so then at college, I, I wasn't thinking I'm going to be an actor. You know, I wasn't one of these people that's like, you know, Broadway or bus or whatever it is, Hollywood, whatever. I was just sort of having fun doing it. But then every time I go to the movies, I was always like, oh, you know, that seems really cool. And um, I was sort of like, I just want to know that I, I tried to do this. Right. And then I can let it go and go be a therapist <laughs> in suburban Boston, which was my other thing of interest. So yeah, then I moved to Chicago after college and to try to do Second City. And after many, you know, like, I don't mean hard knocks, but whatever, you know, you audition for things you don't get. After many of those, um, I got into um, Second City touring company and then on the main stage. My whole life was about improv there. Like, I can't even believe now that I don't improvise and that I haven't in so long because there was a time when I'd be improvising, you know, six days a week. It was like the drug. It was like, I mean, I was so into it. And so was everyone else there. It was this, this like, we eat, live, what was it? We eat, breathe, and sleep, slept. I don't know. <laughs> improv, yeah. improv. And like, it was your social life. It was, you know, obviously your artistic life. And um, it was so much fun. And I was there with like, this kind of, in my opinion, maybe everyone thinks, but I was there in this kind of golden age, I think. So all that to say, uh, yeah, I don't really know anyone who had sort of a five-year plan or whatever. It was more just like, am I doing a little bit better each year? Am I a little bit more in it each year kind of thing? So your parents, I mean, you go to Dartmouth College, you, you get an Ivy League education, and then you're like, hey, improv. Now, again, how it resulted was like obvious success. But in that in-between period where they were like, uh, what? Well, not really. Okay. My dad was a, was a radiologist, but he was also just really into comedy. I mean, not Mm. some cheesy dad joke way. Like he was truly hilarious, but he also had an appreciation for comedy, you know, watching movies and SNL and all that stuff. So I felt like it was something sort of revered, you know, even though it wasn't the easiest career path. So I never felt 
anything like, what are you doing? You know, I also read that you played cello. Do you still play? Yes. Cello? Okay. So I have the cello sitting in my closet. I used to play cello. Okay. When my son was born here, back to parenting, but when my son was born, I thought like, I'm going to be the mom, just like the bilingual thing. I'm going to be the mom that plays the cello for my son, you know? So I go and get, I go and get the whole thing refurbished because it was, I mean, it's not a, it's not an expensive cello, but it was just like, you know, all dilapidated. So I got it all put back together and everything. And I don't think I've, I've may have played Twinkle Twinkle Little Star like two times <laughs> since then. And other than that, it sits, in my, it sits in my closet and the bridge came off again. Oh. And they need to go get it fixed. And um, yeah, so that's where that that's where that sits. So right now, when when your son was a little bit younger, were you like, "You're taking music classes"? Oh God, you're taking. I mean, I, you know, there is something to that. Like their brains, are, like this is the time to learn. Yeah, all the things, especially and there's you know that's where you reflected on you like, well, I wish I spoke Spanish. So then you know, I want my kid to speak a language, like I said, or whatever it is. Like it's the it really is the time to do things I know. to learn things oh my gosh well i mean you know when your kid's like six months old you're like let's go do swimming lessons <laughs> at the y yep and then you realize like oh shit i have to get in the water yes. for every one of these i don't want to do this but i did but i mean it's fun the first three times <laughs> and then you're like oh, i gotta get in the water again but <laughs> but um there's a lot of things i i did when i when he was really little that yeah like the mommy and me music but it's sort of just a fun little something to do with your kid, you know, but no, I have not been, you know, the baby Mozart. Right. Yeah. I've tried the instrument thing and he's not, he's just not as into it as, as I was. One of the major things I've learned that probably gets said on here all the time, but like your kid really shows you who they are. And like, that's so cliche, but you know, just the things he's not into, like he's just not into, but the things he's really into, he naturally is. And so I just try to sort of follow, like, I don't know. He's very social, but you know, some of my other mom friends, their kids aren't, they're more introverts. They're more quiet. Like, and that's the kind of thing, like you can't really force either one of those things, you know, like what, like he, I, I can't force him to want to sit in the corner and read a book, but maybe my <laughs> friend's kid does, but maybe she can't force him to go say hi to all the kids and like when they're little, you know? So that's kind of been an interesting thing I've learned about, being human, I guess. <laughs> that if I didn't have a kid, I it's so basic and elementary, but it's really true. I don't know what you found in that. I mean, I, I am just learning this because I think um I think I was under the impression that I would have a hand in deciding what this kid was gonna do. And then you just have to go like, oh no, you're your own person? That's right. too bad. Well, you know what I think is just weird? Like he asked me the other day, like do I have to be doing things to try to get into college now? And I'm like, no. What? And then he's like, well, some of my friends are. Do-. I was like, what? You know, I just maybe that's the New York thing. That, like, yeah, you're in seventh grade. I don't think you need to. Uh, but I don't know. Times have changed. But um, that's why I'm saying he's he's like you don't have to worry about what you're going to do as an adult. Like, just enjoy your childhood, your tweenhood, whatever you want to call it, yeah. teenhood. I guess so. of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. 
Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. So you have this new podcast where where you're talking about Supernatural, uh, Unexplained. <laughs> now, we talked about how it related to your pregnancy, perhaps. Yes. How you were—everybody's going to want to know the name of that channel. Or they're going to be like, can I go to them? Like, I don't want people to think I'm—I go consult a psychic every week because I, <laughs> I, I don't—I believe most of it is bullshit. But then, I don't know, every so often you hear a story that— who knows? Maybe it's coincidence. Maybe it's, um, there's some reality. I don't know. Do you have any crystals? Someone gave me some, um, I don't know, pretty rocks, but no, I don't have them as, <laughs> I don't have them as, I don't have crystals as like healing or powerful things. No. Okay. So if you're somewhere to say mom or ghosts real. Ooh, <laughs> you know what I would say? I would say, I don't know. I've heard some really weird stories, so mm. I don't know. I'd probably say that. Okay. You have the greatest subjective, objective uh, pairing of perspectives when it comes to the supernatural. Because you're like, I don't really believe in it. However, a psychic did tell me I would get... I know! (laughs) However. Aside from that, I'm very scientifically based and rational. Wait, now, speaking of parenting, have you heard, like, that when your kid is really little, you're supposed to... Well, not you're supposed to. (laughs) You're supposed to be little. But, like... Ask them who they were before. Have you heard this? Like no. past life stuff. Okay, I've heard. I didn't do it. I sort of wish I had, but um, that's when all those little ghosty things come up. But 
I'm not suggesting you do that to your kids. You'll probably confuse them. My kids said to me just out of nowhere, um, you know, mom, time isn't real. Uh, we live in, like, all time is existing at the exact same time. Like, the dinosaurs. What? Yeah, he said the dinosaurs and Abraham Lincoln are all happening. I don't know why he picked those two things. At the all the same time. And we are in just one uh, moment of it. And I was like, what? Whoa. And then I said, uh, who told you that? And he was like, nothing. It's just what I think. And then I found out later that maybe his babysitter was oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You think your kid is this like savant of time and space and then his sitter's been planting <laughs> bullshit. That's hilarious. Because I, like, I was like <laughs> hanging on his every word no. for a second. Especially when you said time isn't real. I was like, I'm hooked. Can I get him on the show? Exactly. Time isn't real. I know. I was like, I've been battling with time my whole life to oh, tell me. Oh my God. No. So true. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so what is Halloween like in your household? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I'm a little sad because I feel like, you know, Halloween's a fleeting thing now. Group costumes? Are you guys dressing up? Oh, no. <gasps> oh, but but one year, this is like, I won't shut up about this. One year, um, myself and two of my mom friends decided we were going to make costumes. Okay, now I'm not crafty at all. But we decided we would make them into um, a variety pack, like Doritos, Fritos, and Cheetos. And so we each picked one. We each made a costume. And they turned – I mean, I put hours into this thing. And it's not my wheelhouse at all. I went to Mood Fabrics, you know, and I got the, like, red, shiny vinyl stuff. And then I did a cutout of – I'm not – I'm such a bad visual artist. But I hand-drew the Fritos logo and and I – printed out the nutritional facts. I mean, <laughs> I will not shut up about this. This is like five years ago and I'm still milking this costume uh, I made, but it was my pride and joy. And then we had the three of them lined up there and um, they walked around together and that was my brilliant. It's all downhill from there. Okay. So here's some rapid fire questions to, oh, uh, shit. Okay. to bring this all together. Okay. Would you rather your child come home with pink eye or lice? <gasps> pink eye. Does anyone say lice? <laughs> no one's ever Does been anyone asked say this. Lice? They're always different. Oh, God, pink eye. I wish we could do survey says. Well, according to the rest of our parents. Survey's going to say pink eye. I, had, I did have to deal with that once. Yeah. The lice thing. So that's no fun. I tried to do it myself, and then you realize, what am I doing? And then I had to call a lice lady yep. to come. Oh, God, it's disgusting. Anyway, I shudder to think. Anyway, what's the next? Okay. Question. Would you <laughs> rather your kid be a famous YouTuber or a oh free solo rock climber? <gasps> oh my God. And uh, again, <laughs> who's going to say free solo? <laughs> I was going to say no to YouTube because I have such disdain for that. But then I was like, oh, a thousand times over, YouTubing. <laughs> so scary. I'm a Jewish mother. Come on. I can't have a kid rock climbing. Okay. You just reminded me. No, I hate to even bring this up, but we've had. Two birthdays now where he's ended up in the ER <gasps> on his actual birthday at his party. Two. One when he was seven and one just now when he was 13. No. And it's, I feel so bad for him. So. What happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. The first one. I mean, it just gives me like the creeps to think about it. But the first one was on a playground. And right before it started, before anyone was even there, he was like running and he ran under one of those, you know, whatever it is, the little like ladder thing or whatever. Yeah. And he hit his head on the 
bar that you're running under and like split his head open. Oh. It's so gross. And I took one look and I was like, we have to go. <laughs> like, so he had to miss his party. And then just now I'm going to warn you against the trampoline park, everybody. Oh yeah. Stay away from the indoor or outdoor, I guess, but the indoor trampoline park, even though I just made a joke about Jewish mother, I don't think I'm like super helicoptery, but anyway, 10 minutes in, he jumped wrong somehow, hit his hit his mouth with his knee, and it was grisly. Let's just put it that way. Teeth through the teeth. Uh, well, biting yeah. through a lip, yeah. and uh, ended up with a plastic surgeon's on his birthday. This is this is I don't, this is like Debbie Downer. Um, but no, I mean like, why am I going here? I don't know. It's such a it's such a bummer, but. I'm I'm just warning against gruesome childhood injuries. Well, that's why you picked YouTuber over free soul. Yes, okay, that's all a long way and a grisly way of saying that I picked YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Is there a food that you wish your son ate that he's not into? Oh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you know what I always found super annoying? You'd be at the playground and someone busts out like a Tupperware of raw cauliflower and is giving to their kid. I'm like, come on. Come on, can we please not do this? I literally have seen that. And then they act like the kid thinks it's all delicious. And I don't know, maybe they do. My friend, a good friend of mine would bring like, um, I don't even know how you say it, endive. Or am I supposed to say endive? I don't know. But anyway, she would bring that. Her kid would eat. I'm like, I don't even like that. Anyway, I mean, I guess I, I'm saying this because I guess I'm jealous of these people that they're they got their kid to like. Who, who buys a six dollar cauliflower and feeds it to a child? I don't know, but I mean, what was the question? Yeah, that food you I wish, wish your son liked, but maybe he's not into. Oh, let's see. You know what? He's pretty. He's a pretty good like adventurous eater. Oh, that's I'd cool. Say. So he's like he's a, he's got this good salary. I'm not just. I was gonna about to say he's kind of a foodie. That was like such I a no. You picture this kid like slurping down escargot or something but no yeah, um, oysters i guess i wish he was a little more into vegetables which probably everyone says but he'll he'll do a few veggies here and there just not the raw cauliflower on the playground rachel thank you so much everybody thank you listen to rachel's new podcast co-hosted oh, by another you. comic i love irene bremis yes. it's woo woo with rachel dratch new episodes every week so well thank you pleasure Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to this podcast now. Pass it along to a friend. And for more updates and content, you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Parenting is a Joke on X at Parenting Joke. And we have a Substack new content every week. Make sure you subscribe to that. Go to Substack and search for Parenting is a Joke. Oh, and we have merch. Get our future lost and found water bottle or I'm a great parent reusable sandwich bag or our t-shirt that reads Low Supply, which is my band's name based on my breastfeeding failures. It's good to laugh now, isn't it? <laughs> All of that can be found at prettygoodfriends.com slash merch. And for more updates on me and my live shows, go to ophiraeisenberg.com. Hey, a couple highlights, got to throw it out. I'll be hosting the Moth's Grand Slam at the Music Hall of Williamsburg on November 1st. You can see me on the television joking around with Sherry Shepard on her show Sherry on November 3rd. And November 10th, I'm opening up for my pal Anthony Jeselnik at Carnegie Hall. I 
can't wait. So buy tickets, check it out, follow me. Just go to at Ophira E on all the socials. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our digital marketing is done by Laura Vogel. Our theme song and music is by Adira Amram and The Experience. Special thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. I'll leave you with a little something from Lucas. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Heroes in a Half Shell Turtle Power Ball State wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.